This is Reese, and you're listening to the Point Music Podcast thingy. Hello, um, I'm back. Reese from the Point Music News Podcast here. Um, had a little break for a little bit, but yeah, um, we've got a new episode for you. This uh, this episode, our special guest is the letter L. Um, she just released a new single called Faithful. Uh, very talented artist and producer, and I really enjoyed this. Uh, and she got me tearing up. Well, that sucked a bit. But yeah, you'll see. Um, I hope you enjoy this one. I really enjoyed it. The letter L. Ooh. Sorry, I'll turn that off. It's oh, all right. Yeah, it's a recording anyway. Hello, I the guess. letter L. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. That was a hell of an intro. I don't think we could have timed that any better. Wow. Good job. Sorry. <laughs> Notifications off next time. Wow. I know. I don't know. I don't know how to mute just this and not the call. <laughs> but um that's okay. It's fine. How are you? You're good? fine. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm absolutely knackered, but that's pretty standard for me. Yeah, right, fair. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fair. Um, we get straight into it. You got something to celebrate because you've got a new single out. I do indeed. Yes, mm. I do. It's called Faithful, and I released it last week. Yeah, um, yeah. it's it's cool, man. Um, I like in the whole R and B kind of thing that you're going for here because there's not many artists on the coast and that really do what you do. Oh, that's that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I do. So, where's it all come from? Like... Oh, an evolution of um, my music i guess uh, <laughs> um i think i really have grown as an artist especially in the last couple of years like i my i released an ep when i was like 17 18 um and that was very much like folk rock kind of situation and um i just kept taking on more jazz influences and i studied production so now i'm a producer as well and yep. started playing with like samples and electronics and kind of end up with this cool jazz fusion indie rock R&B situation. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. All right, we'll get into the whole producer thing a little bit later on down the track because I really do want to talk to you because I actually really find that interesting. I mean, there's a few of us that do it. I mean, I've been doing it. Um, Yeah, but let's talk about the single. So uh, I do have the press release here right in front of me. And you know what press releases are like and you sort of cringe sometimes and sometimes you're like, yeah, cool. Um, Yeah. Heavy. A moving track about overcoming doubt and negativity in love, which is pretty much pretty much R and B though. That's pretty much what R and B is about. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so, what? Um, talk us through the the inspiration behind the song. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I think when I write songs, I don't necessarily know what I'm writing about until I work it out later on mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time. And that was definitely what happened with this one for sure. It was a, yeah, it was a song that I really just kind of winged and then worked out what it meant later. So I, what from my understanding, I think to me it means that um, it's about kind of like myself and my partner. We met when we were quite young and I think a lot of people kind of like dismissed it as just like you know oh yeah just young fling whatever like doesn't matter but we kind of knew it was going to be more and we've been together since so you know we weren't completely wrong at least mm. and um yeah just the way it kind of was uh shoved off as just like a phase and that you should be able to like you know be young and do all uh 
like, I don't know, I guess have as many partners as you want, but we kind of knew that it was going to be a long-term thing. So, yeah. That's, that's pretty, it's pretty full on. I mean, for you guys, I mean, you're right. Being, I actually come from the same similar sort of situation as you where I actually mm-hmm. had a, I, I'm no longer with that person, but I was like, I'm in my forties now, but um, yeah. I had a relationship from the age of 18 up until the age of 30 with that one person. So yeah. It, it, and a lot of people said, no, it's not going to last and that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's, I mean, I'm actually a bad example of it because it didn't last, but what am I saying? <laughs> it lasted a while. Like it wasn't, you know, I'm, with the, I'm with the person I'm meant to be with now, right? So yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I do understand where you're coming from in the sense of, like, the whole, like, oh, you're supposed to be young, you're supposed to be, like, um, sowing on wild oats or whatever that kind of crap is. But Yeah, going around. Don't listen to people. You do, you do what you do. Yeah, exactly. I think there's no right or wrong way to live your life. So just, I don't know, I just think a lot of people dismiss people who are young because they're young and they're just like, nope, you're wrong. So, yeah. And then you get to my age and just go, no, you're, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, now, the interesting thing with you, because you've, like, even though you have brought out um, previously an EP and that sort of stuff, like, way ago, but this is your new sound, right? Mm-hmm. You've released two singles right smack bang in this freaking pandemic. Yeah. Oh, that's gutsy. A lot of people, like, have done and released stuff and basically it was their B-sides or something that they, they, they didn't want to release their A-game because they just holding out because, you know, we're going to start gigging again. Um, yeah, we're not going to be gigging properly another for six months or so. But um, when you brought out Sunrise, because I, I, I did the, the plug for that one two ages ago, and I went, wow, that's pretty gutsy, like coming out with a debut during this. And then yeah. you gone and smashed it and then gone and bought out this one too. So <laughs> thank you. you. I guess you didn't want to hang on to it. You, you just screw it. Let's put it out there. I just wanted to get it out. I didn't want to, you know, I don't think it's going to, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of music piled up. So I was like, mm. there's no, you know, all I'm going to be doing is waiting and it could be like, it could be years till everything's back to normal and we yeah. can, like, I don't know why why wait you know and i kind of thought it was i don't i felt like it was the right track for the time um and yeah and then i was like well we'll just back it up (laughs) let's just go again with another one and yeah i actually think it somehow worked in like both of these singles went a lot better than any of my other you know smaller releases have so i think yeah it's gone a lot better the reason being is that you are not in the whole folk roots category thing you're not just another singer songwriter doing folky sort of stuff which we've all seen hello random person interrupting our conversation (laughs) it's all right we'll just use that as a change of subject ding all right let's do the speed round um yeah what i was saying is that you you found your you found your niche which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a, there's a few artists that have done the same thing. I mean, you look at someone like Ayla, who was seen as a, um, a, a way back when she was a folky kind of person, and then yeah, took a little while to actually find her her mark, and now she's killing. Well, she's been killing for years, but yeah, totally, she's, totally. She's yeah. found her certain sound because she worked with a producer because she didn't have the ability that you have. But um, 
even someone yeah. like Sahara Beck or anything like that. I mean, the same sort of background. So that's a good thing. You you got to break out of this whole um, glut of all these people that are trying to do the same thing, which is it's brave. Yeah. A lot of people don't have the guts to do that. Oh, well, thank you. I I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you, yeah. man, you got it. What did Sun, Sunrise got a spin on Triple J, didn't it? Was on Ritz it all? did, yeah, yeah. It got it was premiered on Ritz and all. Oh, catchy came in for the goods for you. Yeah, right. that's it cool. Very exciting. <laughs> Has she spun this one yet? Uh she. Oh well, it was on um, Unearth and she's reviewed it. Yep. I don't think she's spun this no, one give yet. It time, give it time. Know. Give it time. She will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you listen to something like Sasquatch, and that's this. What you're doing is right up her alley. And have you listened to Sasquatch before? Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this is this would be right up a uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well done um thank you <laughs> i had this other thing. oh the the whole cube effect thing yeah do you want to talk us through that because i know that the fins uh, do you, you know the fins i'm assuming no yes you yeah do? i do yeah all right so they they were part of the same process too so were you um did you end up doing a, a video for this with the cube effect yeah yep yeah. So do you want to talk through that experience? Because Mitch was pretty vague with it a little bit. Yeah, okay. So I think um, more of what I got, like it was great to get a video. Um, basically, like you had a you had three hours yep. to film something. Um, and I decided to do a one-shot video just because I thought that was a really good way to know what it was going to look like at the end. Because mm-hmm. with people who needed a lot of chopping and changing between like if they, if they, I knew how pressed they were for time because they had 24 people to do. And if they hadn't got it perfect, like in that small frame of time with editing, like there's not much you can do. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the one shot, I had like complete control over the whole thing. I knew what it was going to look like plus some slight color grading. And that was as crazy as it was going to get. So yeah, so I did a one shot video, which was cool. It was really fun. Um, but also we've had like, awesome on like mentors um and sessions even with covid and everything we did like online sessions Mm. with industry professionals um yeah it's been really really so helpful like i actually learned so much i didn't think i think this is like this is really silly to say but i didn't think there was i was gonna get as much out of it as i did because i'd already done a music degree i was like yeah uh, like, I think I kind of know what I'm doing. And then I did that and I was like, no, I don't. No, no, <laughs> no. One, no one in this industry, man. I have no idea what I'm no. doing. <laughs> Clearly. We're continuously so learning stuff, right? Yeah, I know, which is awesome. It's like why I love the industry. But, yeah, it made me really think like, wow, okay, no, I have still have so much to learn. So where did you do your degree? Was that at the con or did you do that through somewhere else? Uh, I did at QT. Okay. So what 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 in? Like in production or was that in just uh, performance? So I did a Bachelor of Music and majored in production and performance. Oh, okay. So I did, I did a double major. Yep. And, um, yeah, so I did the sound production unit and then the performance unit as well. Um, yeah. So during that, did you have to produce anyone else but or did you just do work on your own material? I did both. Yeah, I um, produced some. Like, I wanted to produce other people to get more experience because I was like, I'm always going to be able to produce myself. Yeah. But currently, I have the facilities of like the incredible studios they have there, so I'm gonna, you know, use it. While get you can. some 
awesome music musicians in here and practice like you know being more of an actual engineer mm-hmm. um and so yeah i i produce some yeah random people that i just brought in and then people from uni and yeah whole different kind of that's, thing that's killer so yeah i mean your sound has a very it is a very produced sound so how does that translate when you're doing that live with the band um i think i've like we're starting to really like in in this year we've definitely refined the live set a lot more Mm -hmm. because it used i think people used to come to our gigs and be like oh so you're a rock band and i'd be like oh no (laughs) um kind of but no so now i've actually i've made production like i've made an ableton live session to use Mm -hmm. on stage and i'm triggering things and i'm live looping and there's tracks that i've produced to go in to kind of tie it all in and make it work together so there's different when it's live like we're not just you know i'm not just playing a backing track but there's just that element that kind of makes it all fit i guess it's always a tricky thing um particularly when you've got so many uh digital devices that could just go wrong in one go oh yeah yeah have you had a have you had a panic moment has that come up yet um i think i i think i've definitely had because i the reason i started using ableton live um in sets was because of my performance unit Mm -hmm. we like learned about like triggering looping and things like that and yeah i had some major major malfunctions during that i had the base of one track come in during another song (laughs) (laughs) it was horrible (laughs) it was so bad but yeah Least, I survived, so you know. Yeah. It's okay. What? What is it? A flight or flight? A fight or flight kind of reflex there. So what? What? What did you do? Um, I just well, the thing is, usually I would have the laptop on stage with me, but they were like, "Oh no, we'll have a sound guy running it off stage." Ooh. So I had to run over and be like. <laughs> yeah. You would when you yeah. got to put control into someone else's hands. When you no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I. No, I have it with me now. So, um, but yeah, it was a it was a good learning curve. <laughs> so, what what comprises your band then? So, if you're if you're doing a lot of live tracks, do you, do you have like a live drummer or are you just? So I've got um, yeah, I've got live drummer, bass, and then a guitar slash synth player. Okay. And then I play synth and guitar in some songs as well. Yeah. That's cool. I was yeah, I was confused about that because I thought you, know, you just killed one of my like my profession because I'm the bass player. And I thought you just like no, no, don't need bass. It's just running in Ableton. Yeah, fine. Oh no, no way. No, I love having the live instruments. I just like to tile them together. Yeah, no, it makes it a little bit smoother. Do you, so, mm. you guys running on running on in ears and that sort of stuff too? Yeah, yeah, we're getting up to getting that a bit more sorted. My drummer and I have in ears, but I need to get some more for um, the other two. See, this is the thing. I've like, I still, I've, I've got in ears, but we still in, in one of my bands that's supposed to use, and we still haven't inter- introduced it yet. Um, and I'm still concerned about it. Uh, the isolation yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a process, <laughs> and it makes your setup a lot more time-consuming. Not only getting like your fold back, but your in ears right, and then all the sends and yeah. Well, you you would be controlling the fold back from like the, from your angle, or are you leaving that in control of the sound engineer. Um, well, I send my tracks out like via like in separate tracks via the interface. Yep. Sorry, 
Um, so I have it all on stage, so I can change it, but I give it to the sound guy because at the end of the day, I can't really tell if it sounds good or not. Mm. Fold back unless I started wearing headphones. And even still, I wouldn't with mixing it with the live elements yep. is like not really feasible whilst trying to also be a lead vocalist and instrumentalist. So, yeah. Mm. So I send it all out to the sound guy um, to be able to fix on his end. <laughs> so therefore you would obviously be working to click as well. Yeah. 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 And you got a drummer that likes playing to click. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but he does it anyway. Uh, I was going to say, you found a rare one there, mate, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't mind it, but I don't think it's his favourite thing. But he's, he, he likes using the tracks. He thinks it sounds good. But yeah, the constant. I, could, I think he doesn't. Yeah, it's definitely a lot easier to not. Yeah. It, I find, depending on the topic music you're playing, okay, so one of the bands I'm playing is, is reggae. And yeah. it, it needs the consistency there's a lot of stuff happening um and yeah so that drummer i love him to death and he and he plays to click and he's great great to it but he has his we don't have any ears he just has his own click thing and he's worked it out and it's it's great yeah whereas another band i'm in he's like no way in hell am i playing to click live um and it's a rock band so it it i find that click with rock it just just loses all feel it yeah i think with that kind of music it doesn't really work as well and we have some tracks that we just do live mm. totally uh like not every single one is to um with the tracks mm. because there's some that i just think sound better without them they just sound better when you have more of a natural feel yeah um well if you've got something that's got a lot of a lot of stuff working in the background that, that you want to keep that vibe of what's been recorded in the same place. Yeah. Then fully understandable as to why you'd be using, yeah. using click. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you've just announced a run of dates too. Even like, a, yes. you can't really do much of a tour, but you've, you've right. put together a pretty good little one. Four, four, it four is a, yeah, it is a mini tour. <laughs> yeah. So what have you got? You got Vinny's dive. Yes, I've got Vinny's Dive and I'm playing at um, – I'm setting up at uh, BDJ Sessions mm, um, in Virginia. It's all that. I'm using their venue and we're going to deck it out um, to have like a put on a launch show there mm -hmm. and then um, uh, finishing off at Flaming La in Brisbane. No, all those venues – well, actually, I've never done a, a, a BDJ one. I've never done one of those, but I've, all the other ones, yep, done, been there, done that. Yeah. Flaming La is an interesting one. Yeah, I haven't actually. I've been there, but I haven't played there. It's it's in, fine. Well, I I haven't been there in a good two years. I would say I haven't played there yeah. that long. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the sound there's fine. Vinny's dive I like because it is a dive bar, and I always got a soft spot for dive bars. Yeah. But um. Yeah. But with the BDJ one, you're teaming up with one of my favorite little songwriters, though. Yeah. Mm. You're teaming up with Kayla. That's Miss Dora Jackson. Sorry. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. I was like, hang on. Yeah, who are you thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> you should know. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. That's, that'd be a killer little one, up. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I've, um, I was going to hopefully, well, I was planning to have a tour earlier this year before COVID happened, mm -hmm. like an actual proper one. Like the rest of us. Um, and I was, was going to have, yeah, I know, I was going to have Dora along for that. Um, and I actually ended up having to cancel it because I, I lost my voice. Oh, what? I hurt my voice. 
yeah, so I hurt my voice for a couple months because I was at the end of, de- of my degree, I was teaching mm-hmm. four days a week, playing five days a week of gigs and then also doing uni. You so I just, yeah, I trashed my voice and it took months to get back. Um, so I had to cancel because of that because she was meant to play with me um, at a show up here then. But, yeah. So hold up. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, is it was it a psychological thing too or was it just you just wore it out you, you, obviously you don't have nodes or anything because you would have had you would have had that operate on so yeah so basically what happened was i actually went to an ent and i had a scope done and everything mm-hmm. like um my partner likes to show everyone a video that he got <laughs> down my throat because <laughs> they played on the big screen oh brutal um and i didn't have nodes but basically if i hadn't gone onto it early enough they like as early evolved. as they did, it would have evolved to nodules and they would have like, it would have been really hard to get rid of. Wow. But it just required a lot of voice therapy and a lot more vocal rest. And because my live act is very up, very energetic, a lot of belting, Mm. I don't sing quietly. And yeah, so I I just had to take all that time off gigging. Um, I had to stop teaching and yeah, a lot of it was also the way I talk. Like I had to fix the way that I talk and, um, yeah, not talking with a low larynx and things like that. So it was a it was a big process, but I did a lot of voice therapy and eventually just built my way back up to being, um, well, I think I'm a lot better now because I have had, like, more intensive speech therapy. I've had mm. voice lessons for years and I'm a teacher, but I haven't had ever had, like, speech therapy. So, yeah. Mate, that's... Sorry, I'm actually getting a little bit emotional about that shit. Oh, <laughs> that's um, okay. I can't imagine that. Shit, sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> no, it's. I just can't imagine me like being a bass player and that sort of stuff. If anything happens to my hands, I'm yeah, I'm stuffed, right? And I actually, mm-hmm. when I was playing in high school, um, I bent. Um, <laughs> I bent these two fingers. I caught a, a mm-hmm. football backwards. Like it was coming out late and it, yeah. it bent like that. So, right. Um, it actually was helpful because it learnt, made it forced me to learn to use my pinky more, which yeah. a lot of guitarists and bass players we get lazy and we just rely on the three right. fingers and not the pinky, right? So my pinky's actually yeah. really strong because I could only play with those fingers there. I was doing the devil horn all the time, Shit. basically. Oh my god! But it made me learn how to do this really really quickly and do all that sort of stuff so i had to rely on that and that mm-hmm. i've still this is still i don't know if you can see where's the camera there there it's still yeah 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 still bent. Wow. um I yeah could, i could play properly now it's fine but yeah. um but to i know that feeling of not being able to play but man like singing's another thing and you've had to completely mm-hmm retrain like um it's weird because i only saw um delta goodrum went through the same shit like um did you see that, mm. that, 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 that i actually didn't see that i don't think yeah she um had an uh, th- an operation on a throat like i'm not a delta goodrum fan don't I'm, yeah okay but i found the article interesting and then she put this video up and i went holy crap she actually lost this she it, it severed a, a nerve on her tongue Mm-hmm. So right. she, she was speaking like this, 
and oh my god yeah it She spent a whole 18 months, I think it was, uh, in speech therapy, retraining her tongue to be able to move up and down and all that sort of stuff. And and then she releases a song and she she sings like she normally sings. Again, not a huge Delta Gooden fan, but um, I can't imagine that happening. And It was was pretty scary. And especially when I didn't know what was happening because I kind of was – I didn't have a reason not to go to work and I was teaching so much. I knew that was the reason that I was struggling was because I was teaching constantly. Mm. The hours were too long. I wasn't getting enough breaks to rest my voice. And that's something that happens a lot in education as I was told by my speech therapist. And I like the wait time to get into an ENT is usually like three months. So I was on the phone all day, one day, just calling up every single ENT around being like, can you get me in? Like, I can't just chill like this for three months, not knowing if I'm going to be able to sing. Like, I don't know if I've got nodules. I don't know if I've completely trashed my voice for the rest of my life. Am I going to be able to sing again? I don't know. And so it was really scary. Like, um, and then you start Googling things and you're down this rabbit hole and you're like, Oh my God. But yeah. And no one, you don't know what's right. Like some people are like, Oh, just talk quietly, but that's actually worse mm-hmm. because what you, you know, need to be doing is training the muscle, mm-hmm. not, like some people say, oh, completely rest. And it's good to have a bit of rest. But if you rest, it's like if you rest from running for yeah. two weeks and then go and do a marathon. you're not gaining anything. Pain. Yeah. So you need to strengthen the muscle as well. So, yeah, it was kind of scary, like not knowing if I would ever get better. And even still, like going back to gigging was like really daunting mm-hmm. because I didn't know – you know, I was like, am I just going to trash it again? Am I not going to be able to sing again? But, um, yeah, I'm like, seem like I haven't had any problems for a, like a good couple months now. And I've been, yeah, like able to teach a bit more now. And yeah. So, um, came out on the other side. <laughs> here's a tip for you. You should have that in your press release, mate, because that's way more like interesting and story grabbing. And that's going to get you. Yeah, I think it. Um, I think it was in my sunrise. It was in the sunrise one. one. Sorry. Yeah. Is that while ago for me? So. No, 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 no. That's fine. Um, that's not the one that I just released. <laughs> that's fine. I think it was, the sunrise was what that was prompted by that because I was forced to literally do not music things, and I've always been like a go 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 person. I'm always. I know that feeling. I'm always working, and I had I like lost my job because I couldn't teach, couldn't sing. Yep. Couldn't create. And we're in the middle um, of a pandemic. Yeah. Well, this was before COVID, just before. Oh. <laughs> like pre-COVID, COVID. You got a, you got um, a double whammy right there. Yeah. So then I was, yeah, and then COVID happened. And I was like, are you kidding me? We're going back? Oh, well, at least I can sing now. So Well, that, um, that's it. I mean, did you, did you have to rely on other aspects of your musical abilities? Or was, it, was it forcing you to just go into, into your head? So we'll get into the production aspect of it. Yeah, well, um, that's why I completely produced and mixed Sunrise. Cool. It prompted me to because I was like, well, I can't sing. I might as well work on being a producer. And um, and so I started writing a, a beat every single day. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I came up with, like, the first one that I came up with was Sunrise, actually. Okay. Um, so it ended up being that. And, um, yeah, and then I was like, well, I've got nothing else to do. I might as well have a go at mixing and I just never really had the confidence to actually release something like that but um, it was got the best reaction by far out of anything else so 
apparently it wasn't that bad, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. I think this track's stronger, in all honesty. I, I do, Thank you. I do like Sunrise, but I think this one's just got that sort of like a... a I think the groove's a bit heavier in this one. I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, it's definitely a, a very different tone. Um, it's good to hear because it's one that... I, this one I've grown with for like three years, mm. so it's good to know that it's finally paid off. <laughs> All right, so we'll get into the whole production aspect of things, all right? So mm. um, I'm going to sound outdated and old, I guess, but <laughs> you don't see as many, well, growing up with me, you never really saw that many women in sound engineering and production sort of stuff, but now we're seeing it more, which is fucking amazing. Yeah, so kind of, a little you, bit, not much. You weren't, you weren't, so there wasn't as many coming through with you when you were doing it? There was still, like, it was a big thing. Like, I remember one of my lecturers, like, for my year, he was like, oh, my God, there's actually girls in this course now. Like, there's actually a girl doing this production course. And he was like, and they're actually doing it properly. Like, I think a lot of people do the production unit and they just kind of, like, get by and don't really care. Mm. Whereas he was like, oh, there's there's girls who actually want to be producers. Like, that never happens. Like... I don't think I've ever been to a studio and there's been a female recording engineer or producer there. I'd have to Yet. agree with you. I would love to be proven wrong. I, I would really love to be. I mean, I've, I've worked, yeah. worked with quite a few um, female engineers that do incredible jobs, but, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you. I haven't been in a studio where there's been there's been a woman on the desk there, which sucks. Yeah. Mm. But that's, that's cool. So... You're kind of part of the whole trailblazing crew coming through. I hope so. <laughs> so but, yeah, it's yeah. starting to become more of a thing. Like I think you start seeing more self-produced female artists and, like, mm. um, yeah, it's it's something that I did want to challenge myself to do because I was kind of like, oh, I could just not. I'll just get someone else to do it. But I was like, no, no I want to produce. Man. Yeah, why it. not? If you've yeah. got the ability. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean, I've been playing for 26, 27 years now. It's only in the last year and a half that I actually taught myself how to how to produce. Yeah, wow, cool. Never really gave it any thought. I just let, always thought, you know what, I'll just let someone else do it. I'm just the bass player, man. I'm what, what I knew. Yeah. But that's always been drilled in my head. But yeah. COVID sort of brought out the creative juices, I guess, because we couldn't do any shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, have you done basically an album? Uh, not an album. I think uh, I've got a lot of singles because, and I, I think I will probably end up compiling them into some sort of EP or something. Okay. But I think they're all quite, I don't know, I'm trying to make them all fit together. Um, uh, so you're right about the whole cohesiveness of it all. Yeah, like I think I've got some that are quite similar to Sunrise and, and Faithful, but like this track that I've been working on, I've been collaborating with this guy and it's like disco gospel Ooh. stuff. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> Which I'm so excited for, but I don't know if it'll fit in an EP with everything else. Why not? So I don't know. It's just very different vibe, but like, I mean, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Shouldn't really. Yeah. I mean, the whole concept of an album these days is kind of, by the way, the only people that really are into proper albums are usually metalheads. Yeah, totally. Just putting it out there. I mean, I'm a metalhead. Oh, 100%. So yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I love albums. Um, I love the whole yeah. idea of it. But mm. for general music consumption, most people just don't 
don't really listen to albums. I just listen to singles. That's why, like, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of artists that have actually just been releasing single, 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 single all the yeah. way through. Well, that's kind of where I'm, like, headspace I am at the moment. Mm. I don't know because I just keep being like, well, I don't know. I'll just release another single because it's ready. But I, I kind of want to have a bigger project because I like having an overarching, like, creative thing to strive for to kind of have like a concept for the whole EP and then make it all kind of somewhat tie in in its own way. And then it's like, you know, a larger body of creative work. Well, you could still is... release your gospel disco tinged one on, on as a standalone yeah. and then compile the other ones into an EP if that one doesn't feel like it sits in there. Yeah, exactly. It's not like I don't have other things ready to be in the EP. It's just about choosing what's going to be, um, good for it but I would like to be getting ready for an EP because I think especially I only took down my old EP not that long ago um got the folk kind of one yeah but it just I needed to I just didn't want it up there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's not it's it's really nice to listen to but I listen to it and go oh that's nice that I was trying when I was like 16 17 like go ah, me it's an evolution mate that's what it is yeah yeah, so I keep it on the SoundCloud yeah. and, like, if anyone wants one, I'll just give it to them. But just paying for it to be on Spotify, nah. Nah, no, I, <laughs> no. I can understand that. I mean, stick it up on Bandcamp or something like that where you're not having to yeah. pay a fee for it all the time. I completely yeah, understand exactly. that. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember compiling, um, this is before I was in the, you know, I've just joined another band, so this is before I was oh, in cool. three, Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I haven't got enough to do, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going in the studio tomorrow afternoon, Thursday, Friday, so that's going to be interesting. Um, cool. Before that, I actually went through and I think I'm currently in band number 16. So I compiled 13 bands because I didn't get those last three into one um, SoundCloud stream. I just basically chopped it all into oh. one massive like half-hour song just as like... Oh, wow. Like a little, I don't know, where would you explain it? Like a, a sonic press kit, I guess. Yeah, cool. What songs I've played in and the evolution of my bass playing going through as well. So. Wow. So just, That's yeah, cool. don't ever get rid of your old stuff because it's kind of interesting to hear what you, how you yeah, say yeah. the evolution and of stuff. Wanna, yeah, and that was why I didn't want to, like, just completely get rid of it. I just felt like it was so different that I wanted to have a more accurate representation of my current artist persona mm -hmm. on like the big streaming platforms, like on the ones that kind of are a bit more of a professional front, which is why I'm like, oh, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, all the ones I don't have to pay for constantly. Um, so the new stuff's more TikTok friendly, mate. You can do <laughs> dancing. That's what I'm going for. I'm Yay. just writing TikTokers 100%. <laughs> until, until it gets pulled down because of China. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> uh, I think there's another 20 days left, apparently. Oh, nice. Well, that's good. According to Trump, but we won't get into that. Um, yeah. So with your production process and your mindset, how, how do you start a track? So you start with a beat? Uh, depends. Depends on the day. Mm. Um, sometimes if I've got some chords, well, if, if I just let me start again. I will come up with like the whole thing in my head, like the whole, the melody and the chords and how I want it to sound all kind of at once. Mm -hmm. And then I'll 
then I'll just like get that down and then start producing around it. But I like to get something, some kind of production around it at the same time before I keep moving on to the rest of the structure. Like, for example, I'll, I'll come up with a chorus and I'll make a beat and everything around that chorus and then make the rest fit around it so that it's not like my old singer-songwriter kind of thing where I just, like, write the whole song and then be like, oh, yeah, this could have drums, like, this could have, like, I want that to be integrated into the songwriting. Yeah. Especially because a lot of my, like, my bass and drum parts now are very, like, syncopated and kind of weird. So that kind of shapes the songwriting as well. Mm -hmm. Like, they're a bit, like, there's a lot of off the beat and, um, like, interesting tonalities. So, yeah, I think that shapes the songwriting so much that it needs to be implemented earlier now and not just as, like, oh, yeah, we'll just play the root notes of the chords kind of thing. It's an interesting um, going into production aspects. You're not so linear. Yeah. Because you just explained that, like, as, as like, thinking in the mindset of, like, when you're doing indie folk sort of stuff and you just basically, mm. it's linear. You just... Right, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus, and then, oh, yeah, that's good. And you don't give a second thought as to, like, dynamics, what could, what could be there, mm. what could be pulled out, or anything like that. Mm. It's 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 much like writing a press release, in a sense, too, is basically how much you got to verbally put down there and then pull out because it's going to mm. be too much. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird mindset to go into and also self-editing can be pretty hardcore. So do you, do you have that sort of in the back of your mind sort of going, oh, it needs this, it needs that, and all of a sudden you just get to a point you go, you know, shit, I've gone and added too much in there? I think I get like that with mixing, yeah. which is why I don't always mix my own songs. Sometimes I just get to a point and I'm like, all right, you finalise the mix. <laughs> um, because like with Sunrise, I was just mixing for days for Hmm. so long and then I got to this point where I was like okay I think I'm happy to fought with it and then I sent it to my friend who's also a producer and he was like oh just change the saturation the hi-hats next minute I've done six hours more of work (laughs) you went down the rabbit (laughs) hole yeah and I was like and I was like okay I'm gonna leave for the weekend then I'm gonna listen I was like oh my god it's horrible and I went back to the demo from the day before and was like this is perfect yeah and I was like I just wasted like eight hours of my life, <laughs> but at least I knew that I had gone too far and I went back to the old one and didn't just like kind of keep trying to fix it because I know when I've gone too far. Good. There's... I can tell. As soon as I started doing it, I was like, this is a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I, I just started remixing an old track that it was, it was the first track that I produced and mixed on my own like mm. uh, 18 months ago. And my yeah. skill set has changed tenfold twentyfold as it does and i've gone and listened to it and i'm just going geez i know what i should be doing right now and like back then i didn't even bloody quantize the drums back then i actually just yeah yeah and now i went yeah i need to go through and quantize and and clean up and now it sounds like epic i know how to eq the vocals properly i know how to do that Mm. sort of stuff but back then as you're saying, you don't know. You're you're one of the first ones to actually say that you actually knew when to stop with your mixing and actually pull back. Because most people that will say that who are self mixing, self producing, self mixing, they don't. They say it never ends. It never stops. You 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 never finished with it. Yeah, you have to get to a point where you just gotta. I think getting outside opinions helps. Mm. Like not isolating yourself too much and getting just sending it to people, being like, "Hey, what do you reckon?" Like, yep. you know. Um, I find that helps so much because otherwise you do, you just like, 
you'll be sitting in there for 10 hours and you're like, oh, my God, it sounds worse than it did in the morning. Like, I've got to keep going and you've got to keep mixing, but you've got to know when to to stop. And I think it took me my three-year uni degree to finally ah. get to that point. <laughs> Because every time I'd do an assignment and I'd like submit it and be like, oh, this mix was sick. And then I'd get my feedback and then be like, oh, God, this is horrible. Yeah. Like, like, no, my mix is horrible. How did I not see this before? But you need to take time mm. to give it a breather, yeah. get Rest other people's Yeah. Another thing I also uh, that I thought was a great tip was when you, if you get someone in to listen with you there. Yeah. And if you start being like, oh, no, i got to fix this and i got to fix this, i got to fix this, it's not done. Mm. But if you just can sit there comfortably and let them listen and be happy with it, yep. you need to stop, you're done. Oh, that's a handy tip. I know yeah. I know that I sent through tracks like like six months, six months ago easily, and I've, the tracks have yep. changed since then, to, yeah. um, to Steve, who is in Dear Doonan, who works at Yamanui. Um, and he actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually gave me some really good tips too. So um, got all, I'm actually working with him this week. That's who we're recording with. Oh, cool. Um, so I'm very, very excited to do that because I've got all the respect for the guy. He's, he's got a good ear. But, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a good one to actually say, yeah, you should actually get some parallel compression happening on the, on the vocals there um, and bits and pieces with the drums and that sort of stuff. And I just went, okay, never really thought of that because back then I didn't know what the hell parallel compression was. Do yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also find that something that can just, like, kind of be fun, like, you know, even though I've done, like, you know, like I did a degree, but, like, I just like to keep experimenting with more interesting production techniques. So sometimes, like, when I'm doing a mix or doing some production for a song, I'll, like, just look up a random technique and be like, yeah, I'm going to learn how to do that. Yep. And then I'm going to, like, use that in my own way in, the, in every track. So then I'm at least getting one new tool. Like, I'm always learning when I'm mixing, but I'm at least getting one actual new tool yep. with every track. Yep. Yeah. So I like using random sounds. I've been using that, um, oh, what's it called? <clears throat> it's right, Spitfire Labs. Yes. Because I um, there's a train sample on there that I love, so you can actually use it as a percussion. So I've actually used this train, this sample of these trains as a percussive part in in a, in a so track. So good. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I've I've got um, MIDI keyboards and that sort of stuff set up as well, and teach myself yeah. all that. But yeah, I love as you're saying, like you're teaching yourself something new. But I like thinking outside the square. I like thinking of like hearing sounds, just going, you know what. Shit, I'm gonna record that on my phone. I might be able to use that. So I record yeah. that massive hailstorm that we had here earlier, earlier this year or late last year, whatever it was. I recorded yeah. that, and that's in the song. You can hear it in the background. Cool. Yeah, all that sort yeah. of shit. I love that sort yeah. of stuff. And even though yeah. it's just a a layer underneath. Yeah. And if you just listen to it on your phone, the finished track, or you're sort of just streaming it, whatever like that, you probably wouldn't notice it. But if you if you immerse it with headphones on, sitting back and listening to it, you can pull it out. Yep. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I um for this for a track that that I'm working on, the gospel weird one. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually in my band rehearsal room, I set up a like a I've got this like retro looking mic. Yep. Um. And I set that up because it's like a super cardioid and I got my band members to just walk around it in a circle, just talking random shit. It's a crowd <laughs> um, noise, basically. And I just got layers of it and I like 
warped some of the transients and I got a couple layers and like I reversed one of them just to sound like it was, I just wanted like noise. Yep. Like I just wanted to sound like there were heaps of people around. Um, like and yeah. And I thought that was a fun thing to do. We got a funny video of it, of just us walking <laughs> around talking about nothing. <laughs> so yeah. I spent one night recording hand claps and finger clips and finger clicks. Yeah. And then EQing yeah, the shit out of hand claps and layering hand claps and making sure that the hand claps aren't sounding like the other hand claps. So there is some yeah. kind of even just yeah. smidging them over a little bit in the track just to give it a slight yeah. sort of like More natural sound. Yeah. 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 Wow. Soundscaping. Um, hey, guess, oh, yeah. guess what? We've gone past 40 minutes. I told you it goes quick. It does. It hey, does. so easy to chat. <laughs> um, we'll wrap this up. I'll um, stand no, another quick, quick chat to you after this. But um, Faithful yeah. is out now. Um, I already promoted it, but I'll stick the link in the actual um, uh, the YouTube clip and that sort of stuff too. And, um, yeah, you've got the single launches. So we'll see you at the BDJ. I'll try and get there for that one because it sounds like it's going to be fun. Awesome. Thank you. September 9th at the um, back 19th, sorry. 19th. Yes. <laughs> Corrected. It'll be in there. <laughs> um, thanks for the chat, letter L. No worries. Thank you. All good. And I've got to find the intro. There it is. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. Um, very special thanks to letter L for being part of that one. If you have enjoyed this one and um, haven't seen the other ones in the series, go click on the subscribe button and then go uh, check out the channel. Do appreciate your support. More coming. I've got quite a few actually lined up. So back to it. Uh, thank you for supporting live music, local music, Australian music. Cheers, guys. <laughs>